Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Well, Coach, are you staying warm and dry? I'm trying very, very hard to stay warm and dry, but uh, uh, it's, it's sometimes really hard to do with the way the weather is. The weather's really been been tough. Well, you live out in the country. I mean, you're kind of in the country. Uh, I assume you're not getting out too much right now, maybe by the end of the week, huh? Well, you, you're right. I mean, at least I used to be in the country. The country has come to me. I'm oh, have they? I was <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in the country for a while. I, I made it for a while, but I, I think my time has run out. Uh, the right on top of it. When it's like this, I mean, I, for those of us who love animals, and we love animals, we know you have horses. How, how do you take care of them when it's uh, weather like this? Well, that's the good thing the good Lord has done. You know, animals have have ways of surviving where we have no clue how it takes place. When you sit out here and watch the horse, uh, it rains right on top of me. You don't even get up to move. But, uh, you know, you can find that during, during the year, it, the hair that it, they grow on, on is they got a winter set and they got a summer set. And, oh. and it's protected basically from, from the kind of cold weather that they have to withstand. And then, if you, you know, I, I thought maybe you got to have them inside. If they weren't born inside. We made them domestic. It's wow. <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Most mostly animals were not not the way that the pet lovers are to treat them. They uh, they have been able to survive uh, forever. You're exactly right. All of them that came yeah. off the ark, they're still here, aren't they? It's pretty amazing. They're still here. They're great grand grand great 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 great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it goes on and on and on. Wow. Well, that's a, that's a that, I, I love hearing that because I do love animals, and I'm glad your horses are okay. We also love the Razorbacks, and I'll bet it was a lot more enjoyable to watch them play last night. They played a very good game. They they did the things they that I thought hopefully they would continue to do, and that's uh, play on the defensive end. And they made some shots. They were in, in really good mood. They didn't. They still got a chance to win because they. Do so well on one end, uh, and, and uh, they were able to do that last last night. Did you see anything different in their half court offense last night? Because at times they struggled against zones, at times they struggled uh, in the interior. A and M is one of the best interior defensive teams in the league, and yet Arkansas shot fifty eight percent from inside the two point range. Did did you see them do anything different last night? No, the thing that you, you you know that you first would be concerned with is is, is the, the the appearance of how long they had to spend the whole day uh, of getting to where they had to go. Brave, you know, they, I, I think you know sometimes that's that whiplash is not as <laughs> you, you may not think it, it it affects, but that's there's some affection of them having to the, the way they got there and how they traveled. Uh, you know, you take an hour and 
forty minute trip takes you three hours, things like that that we're doing. When you when you have that, I, I think it takes away some of the your leg energy, and and, and of course that's part of the game. Could have happened either way. Now, there, I was sometimes. Go ahead. I was thinking more in terms of how Arkansas attacked them more than that they were tired or anything, but it, Arkansas was effective with the two-point game. Do you think part of it was because they were a little tired? No, I, that's, that has got to be in the game a little bit. But I, but you, the, the real reason, I, I don't you know I don't think there's been that much of a difference in the outcome, but the, the Razorback was certainly a lot more aggressive going to the the basket or, or scoring around the basket and, and basically you know they, they make threes every now and then but their game based to me is, is good sound rebound offensive rebound uh, and being able to to uh, have some stick back before the season nobody would have dreamed i mean people think okay anthony black could be a first round draft pick Right now, he's being projected as a top five. What, what do you see in him that would make you well, say he's, he's as an, a coach? Rick, he's a very, very unusual player. Unusual meaning he can do so many things at his size that makes him almost automatic that it's going to be a successful NBA-style player. In the college game, he, he's a six-seven guy, and he's, he's going against five, six feet, six-one, six-two speed, quick, and he's handling them like they just not even he was a part of it. On the pro level, those guys are big, a lot bigger, a lot slower, and don't work as hard. He, he, so he's very unusual because he's a guy that's six-seven, can see see over the top, great passer. Handles the ball extremely well, has a, a, a feel for the game. Knows, you know, he, he's not going to just shoot you out of a game, as opposed to being able to shoot you into a game because he, can, he, he he's the kind of guy that gives you what you need, and you can't get it no other place. He, he's a he's very unusual, very unusual. Coach, there was a comment last night that was credited to you. Uh, concerning the play of Devo Davis, and he was saying, or the, at least the statement was saying, this is my kind of player, this is the kind of players you can win championships with. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing, Coach, that you like so much from Devo's oh, game? De- from Devo, when he first came to the school, I, I went and watched him work out, and I left out of there, and I said, left-handed kid, I didn't know his name at the time. I said, the left-handed kid is God Almighty, he... He's all over the place, all over the place. And, you know, I, I spoke of the other one being unusual. <laughs> Debo's certainly, you know, you, uh, you, I don't think that he can't shoot, but he's got a really good shot. He's got a good release. And, and they, he's going to have some good, good, great nights. He's going to have some bad nights. But he never have a bad night executing his defense or his workmanship. Constant. He never takes a play off. A lot, of, a lot of players take a playoff, even if it's on the offensive end. Debo never takes not one playoff, and when you when, when you're like that, boy, that's that you're talking about special. And that's why I think he he's one of the to me one of the best best combo guards in the in, in the, the whole Southeast Conference. 
just talking about on his ball club, talking about the whole Southeastern Conference. He's one. He's to me top dog. It was a oh a few weeks ago. Uh, Eric Musman said, "Hey, these guys aren't spending a lot of time in the gym other than practice." And Devo Davis is one that now does that. Anthony Black does it. There are these guys. How much of a difference does it make when they go in, even if it's just shooting, uh, in their game when they're there overtime beyond what the practice time is? The good players, you know, they they work as good as, as long as they think they have to. The great players work harder, longer than they have to. So, you know, it's it's nice when a guy on his own will own own up to his game by going into the gym and shooting more shots, uh, gaining more confidence. I think the the most important thing in the game is the and shooting especially is confidence. You know, you're letting it fly and you're not you're not concerned about whether it's going in or not because you you feel that every time you touch it, it's going in. That's what you're developing. You know, your form and all that other stuff should have taken place way before you got to the University of Arkansas. Mm. The rest of it is how much you mentally are you going to put into it. And, and again, it's all about confidence. Developing the confidence that you need will, will get you to be better. And going to the court, going to the basket or to the gym is one of those processes. Jimmy, I've got I've got a caller. Let's, yeah, go. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk with Dan. Dan, good afternoon. You got a quest a question or comment for the coach? Yes, Coach Richardson. This is uh, an old high school junior high basketball coach. I used to come up to your camps in the summer and work your camps and really enjoyed them. And uh, I've question for you about teaching uh, players to shoot the ball. Uh, in junior high, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, I would uh, work a lot with them shooting the ball. And the biggest uh, mistake I saw was many of them would use their offhand thumb, especially as they shot it. And uh, in junior high, you could change a lot of them. And, and I coached senior high too. And uh, I changed. I you know, worked with a lot of them in senior high, but there would be some that <clears throat> couldn't change that would shoot it a little bit two-handed, and they just were good shooters. But my question to you is, uh, how much did you work with your players about shooting, and did you change some of them to, you know, shoot the what I would call the perfect jump shot with the mainly the their main hand and the left the off hand not not helping at all and you know it brings me to Anthony Black a great player would if you had him uh, would you mess with his shot uh, I know he can hit the three and I know he can hit the floater but would you work on him uh, trying to shoot the the fifteen foot jump shot with um, Maybe a one-hand jump shot. I just wonder what you would do. Me, I, thank you, Dan. I, I found, you know, the thing that I feel that I, I, this is personal the way I feel simply because I was able to see seventh graders and eighth graders. I'm a I'm a basketball coach on the college level, 
And I, there's no way humanly possible that I can see a person coming into his freshman, sophomore year in college and you start changing his shot. It took him, it took him 18, 19 years to shoot where he's shooting. <laughs> and now we're going to break him in a year? <laughs> Come on. This is what I've always said. You said black. He, 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 he keeps maybe his hand on too long. Or maybe he don't, or maybe he do. But it's about the confidence at this level. If you start changing at this level, that means that he has to change everything he's been going through and working at, and now all of a sudden he's got to change. And, and how long does that change take place? Three, four, five, six, seven years? It took him 18 to get where he is. <laughs> so to me, if, you're, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Because it's not broke. He just don't shoot like the pure shooters. But I've seen guys who don't have all the perfect form shoot the ball very, very well. And I would say, how come, why don't you take your elbows? Your elbow is sticking out. And I, and I use myself as an example. I averaged 21 points a game my sophomore year. But I was a fadeaway jump shooter. When Coach Haskins came, he wanted me to go straight up and straight down. Straight up and straight down. Well, I, all my life, I, I had no feeling of shooting and jumping and straight up and straight down. So instead of shooting 45% from the field, I'm shooting 32% from the field <laughs> for junior year. Now I'm shooting 29%. I'm saying, hey, I'm trying to. No, no, no. That's, that's not. It, you fix your shot in the set first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth grade. That's where you fix everything. That's why I think the coaches that are on that level are the guys who should deserve all the credit for that kid who eventually grew up and he shoots the ball well because he came from good coaching from a, at the lower level of the school. It's all about muscle memory. So if, if you if you got a muscle being developed over a period of time, it should remember its shot. Hmm. You, you've coached at every level, junior high, high every school. Level. Junior high, high school, junior college, college. I mean, you, it's a whole every different. Level, even the, even the girls. And it's I different at every that. level. I yeah, WNBA, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, different WNBA, at every level. I the, so, and I saw them. And I, and I, the reason I think uh, yeah, it's very difficult for, for me to understand the female game is because you, you're so physical. They're physical, but they're more patterned. They, they do things with, the, you know, you said, you go here and you go there and you, you spin, you turn. More and more, the girls are here coming away from just being patternized, I call it. They, they don't go to the gym and have pickup games. They go to the gym basically and have workouts of the pattern, you know, drills. Whereas the boys, young boys, goes to go over to the, his neighbor's house and says, let's go shoot some ball. He don't go over to his neighbor's house and say, Hey, let's go uh, uh, play some defense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, let's go play some defense. No, who cares about defense? You, you, you learn how to shoot. You learn how to dribble. You learn how to take behind your back, between your legs. I mean, you you play you plan pickup. But that pickup gives you more uh, uh, a definition of where you're going to be as a basketball player. So the more you play the better you have a chance of being. Mm. You know, Coach, I, I think you could use the Brewer family. 
and Ronnie Jr., because of a uh, childhood injury with a broken arm, forced him to shoot the way that he did. But his dad, uh, Boothead, had, I thought, as as picture perfect of a shot as you could ask from. But you couldn't change. I mean, why change Ronnie Jr. when he's still scoring? He's scoring 19 to 21 points a game, and nobody likes the way the form that he uses, but that's the card that was dealt to him. Yep, yep. I understand. I remember that very well. And and like your leg week was saying, being on all levels, I could, you know, you can you can see a youngster that has a chance to develop a very good shot from his coming up. It's very difficult, very difficult to never have played. That's why guys who have never played struggle a little bit because of the shooting part of the game. And didn't get, but then there's kids that they have never played that has a gift of some kind that that he's not going to be a bad shooter, and he's going to work on his shot. By the time he gets to be 15, 16 years old, he's developed basically on, on how he's going to shoot that basketball. You can change some things, and so who knows? Some maybe something might help him be better at but shooting the ball is an art like most everything else is dribbling passing but uh i heard i heard a young coach the other day say name some of the five uh, most important things in basketball and i and i and I, I he left out one that i thought was probably to me the most important one that you leave out and that's being able to see being able to see. If you can't see, then you can't make decisions. You know, you say you can you can dribble, but if you can't see where to dribble or what to dribble, <laughs> your eyesight becomes the most important thing to you. You see the floor? That's why we talk about, hey, he sees the floor real well. What do you mean he sees the floor real well? Well, he sees everything that's happening. Some guys see things before they happen. Then they do happen, you know. Now you got somebody really special because you can see the game. All right, we're going to try this. I am experiencing a little bit of issues right now, but let's try it anyway. Um, Realist, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for the coach? Yes, sir. Good evening, Coach Richardson, Rick, Randy. Uh, good evening. Glad to talk to you guys and. Coach Richardson, honor to talk to you, sir. Uh, I just had a question, and a theory, Coach Richardson. I know you know talent, and I hear so many guys calling and saying that they don't see a five-star in Jordan Walsh. Coach, I see it. I see it. I mean, I know he doesn't shoot the ball great right now, but he's got a nice stroke, and he has a nose for the ball. And I, Coach, I believe Coach Musk recruited Anthony Black as a one, and Nick Smith Jr. as a two. Jordan Walsh is a three. If Nick Smith Jr. was there and had you had a knockdown shooter that would just unlock the floor for Jordan Walsh to do his thing. And I, I believe he's going to be a better pro than he is a college player because he's going to have he's going to be going to surround him with shooters and he's going to be able to do what he does. So he's got athleticism on the defensive end as well. He's going to be a defensive demon and he's going to go to the class to glass and he's going to be a slasher. I just want your opinion on that, coach. 
Thank you, realist. I, I don't quite uh, understand the question. Well, well, what he's asking is uh, Jordan Walsh is maybe playing since Nick Smith oh, Jr. Jordan. is not available. He might be out of position. Is he a guy that once he has he's in his proper position, he might be better in the NBA than he is even now? Well, that's, that's he's, he's right. He could he could be Walsh is 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 a, is a, is a kind of, of basketball player that that I see is that he's hard to match up with as a player because you know he's he's long, he's wiry. From what I understand, he was a tremendous scorer in high school. And you can see that he can. But uh, he's the kind of player that I feel that in a year away, he's going to even be a, a, a great player. He just, he's, he's, he's got all the tools. Um, he's long, touch ball, and, he, and he's a fighter. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. And uh, again, Coach Nolan Richardson, Rolling with Nolan, brought to you by Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. And, yes, they will deliver. So, um, hopefully they would deliver on a night like tonight. Not sure, but uh, it's not very nice out there right now. Uh, Coach, did you finish up with your thoughts on Jordan Walsh? I know we had to hit a break. Yeah, you know, like I'd like to say that Muslim has done a magnificent job uh, finding areas in which he plays very, very well. I mean, it's you know, you watch him the next time how, how, when he runs runs the floor. I mean, no wasted energy. He, he just uh, he's got a. You know, I think it, it's his upside is it's going to be very very high. Coach, in regards to turnovers, is there drills? Is there things that you can do from practicing that can help? Uh, eliminate or clean up some of the turnovers that that Arkansas uh, seems to be plagued with. Example, last night, I don't think had it been for the turnovers, especially uh, late in the first half and then even into the second half, had it not been for turnovers, i got to believe that uh, Arkansas would have blown Texas A&M out, but there were some costly turnovers. Are there drills, are there things you can do that can help eliminate those Live turnovers. Well, it, when I in my coaching days career, the, the the reason that seems to me that we had most of our turnovers is is when the floor was first of all balance is very important, and then if you played your offense tight to the three point line, you know, where you're running basically that tight, it it, it creates a, a hard path to get to the next spot, and so. What I tried to do is open up, open it up, open it up. That's, and, of course, I, I had a rule at, at times that, hey, let's not go down and not get a shot. You know, now, you, you think about it. I'd rather shoot a bad, 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 bad shot than not to get a shot. <laughs> yes. Think about that. 
Because yeah. at least I'm 0-1, but the other one, I I just didn't make those shots. But if, if I go down and turn it over, so eyesight is, is the biggest key to anything that I do. So if the floor is tight, it's giving the opponent an opportunity to get close to me. To me, that's why I thought we were, could be pretty good. If you came close to any of our players, it was like you're going to get double teamed. And they would ask, when do you know the trap? Well, hell, you take us to the trap. Why? Because you took us a body closer to the ball to give us the opportunity. And that's all I did was you trap with opportunity. If they give you the opportunity, trap it. So if, you, if you're real close together, man, those teams that ran the offense, to me, was helping helping me and our team do what we do best is to be able to touch and trap balls, and especially if you didn't have your your offense wide open to keep us away from you. So, so you, there's really no drill. The drill is open up the floor. Run, I mean, if, that, if, that, if, that, if that's your game. You can, it's more than one way to skin a cat as they would say in the old and old days. But opening the floor, cutting, and, 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 and keeping the floor open gives you clear vision of where you can take the ball. Tight floor, tight everything <clears throat> will create a problem with you making good pass. Coach, is that kind of like the same thing, though, as spacing? That kind of, I couldn't hear the last part. Is that somewhat like spacing? You're, you're there saying you go. that's it. Spacing, spacing is very, very, very crucial when you're throwing it away a lot. Now you know again, you got some 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 guys look like they're prone to be throwaways, uh, you know. But but in, in most cases, the spacing has a lot to do with turnovers. Which I don't know how much you. Of course, last night. Uh, you can you can tell with uh, Texas A&M took the ball out of bounds and just threw it in without looking. <laughs> Sometimes guys just take the ball out and just turn around. That's why a breakaway basket to me was if I broke away, guard the man that uh, it's usually one guy down there with you. Guard him real as hard as you can. You might get another steal because the other guys are just maybe just uh, drifting down. That's what I love about the Razorbacks. When they break away, those guys are still, all of them are running. A lot of teams, it may be the only guy chasing is the guy he got away from, and the rest of them are still on the other end of the floor. <laughs> Coach, I don't know how much you follow the NBA these days, but LeBron James needs 89 points to become the all-time leading NBA career scorer. And uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has held that record for 39 years. How remarkable is it that someone has come along like LeBron James who's going to actually break a record that's held that been held that long? I tell you, long you live, die you must. <laughs> you, can, you can have some for a long, long time, and here comes one. There'll be another one coming behind James. 
It'll you be, think so? It's going to be years. <laughs> we, won't, we won't be here to testify for it, but it will happen. Hmm. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the thing about the beauty of sports. There's always somebody going to be a little bit better. You don't know when, but there's always going to be somebody a little bit better. Well, you're right. I, I grew up watching Wilt Chamberlain against Bill Russell all the time, and Wilt Chamberlain was the all-time career-leading career scorer till Jabari. He held it for 18 years. Jabari held it for not 39 years. I think LeBron may hold it for that long. It, it's going to be a while before anybody's going to score that many points again. I think you're right, Rick. I think you're right. Yeah, I, there's no question that uh, it's going. It'll take a while for someone to do that. But uh, James. You know, you look at the basketball player today, and you can compare them to yesteryear. There's a big difference for their physical physique, the strength, the weight, the the the, the power they have possessed. It's just it's just different. Uh, we didn't, you know, before then, we didn't have that kind of, you know, even the golfers are on. Weight programs now. Weight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everybody's an athlete now. You know, it's it's time to change, and and it's, it's it could be harder uh, because of the food is different. You know, you live longer. A lot of things have changed, and, uh, and you you get. I saw a kid the other day, thirteen years old. He got a you got a trainer. You got a trainer? <laughs> 13? <laughs> 13. Yeah. I said, well. man, a trainer? Yeah, weight training. Do all that. I said, my God. Yeah. Where, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't laugh. I, I have heard of that. There, there are probably several that have that. So, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, you think about when Wilt They got a the... trainer, and I didn't even have a basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you think Maybe. about when when Wilt broke that record in the off season, he was playing volleyball. He was a great volleyball player and did all that kind of stuff. Now, if if you're in the NBA, you're you're doing basketball. I'm sure LeBron may take a couple weeks off, but other than that, it's year round for him. Oh yeah. It's pretty much year-round for all of them now. Yeah, that's right. You know, especially especially the good ones that know that this this is very important. Yeah, it's the year-round it's it's a year-round deal for high school, junior high, uh, girls, boys. Yes, it is. All right, Coach. I got a couple. I got a couple questions. At least we'll start off, and then we can uh, always come back from the break and finish up. Uh, this is from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Larry wants to know, did the Glory Road movie condense two years into one for movie purposes? Where is Scott Edgar, and do you ever think Matt Zimmerman would become a coach again? Scott Edgar just retired from the junior college. He lives in where SEMO College is there in Missouri. And I talked to him quite frequently. Matter of fact, my grandson, which was Notes' son, played for him. Uh, 
two years. Last year was this past. This is his first year, I think, being retired from Eastern Junior College in Oklahoma. Uh, that was what was the other? Uh, do you think? Do you think Matt Zimmerman will ever coach again? Oh, Matt! I I, I think Matt 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 is one of the smart guys that if he's smart, he'll stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not sure he, he he loves the game. Probably I don't I don't know of any young man that I can put in my family that loves the game any more than than Matt gentleman. You know, he, he, and he probably growing up with a gym rat because you know he, he understands the game very very well, very knowledgeable of the game. So and 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 to be honest with you, he probably could outshoot most of our guys. On our team. <laughs> Coach, hang on. Hang on, Coach. One more segment with Coach Richardson. Stay tuned. Cozy up to the ultimate comfort food. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. In fact, if you're looking for that combo meal that is the tenders and wings together how about five chicken tenders five chicken wings all in one meal texas toast fries and a medium drink that's a meal into itself slim chickens of central arkansas thanks for those fine folks making all this possible and there's also a slim chickens serving you in cabot and um rick if you would the uh, Yvonne Richardson mm-hmm. Foundation for those that might want to help contribute. That's right. The Yvonne Richardson Foundation has been helping people in need for years and years and years, ever since coaches was coaching and uh, years after that. Uh, they have a golf tournament, which is a nice fundraiser, but uh, can always use more resources to help those who don't have resources. So if you'd like to contribute, uh, if you'd like to say thank you to Nolan Richardson for being on our program, uh, thank you for the work that he does, you can do so by uh, writing a check to the Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E, Richardson Foundation, and you can mail it to Yvonne Richardson Foundation, 4057 North Humount, H-U-G-H-M-O-U-N-T Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. 4057 North Humount Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. And as always, we should say we're grateful that Slim Chickens is paying uh, the sponsorship to have Coach Richardson on with us. All of the money that Slim Chickens gives goes to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. And no benefit to Nolan himself. He does it because he loves doing the program and because he strongly supports helping those in need. So anything you'd like to add, Coach? You got it exactly the way I would have said it. And uh, we want to just thank those who are are helping us so much. Very good. Okay. All right, right, I've got got another question for Coach. This from Frankie by way of our Asher Record Service Company. Life and feedback. Does Coach think playing only seven players is a good strategy? You can play five players if you win. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you can play five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
it, you know, it, the game is developed on philosophy, what you believe in and, and what you can get your kids to buy into. And, and you know, there are some some that don't play with six or seven guys and some play eight maybe. Very, very few play ten players. Uh, I just uh, – I want our guys to play so hard that it's, no, it's humanly impossible to play as hard as I want you to play for two minutes. Mm. And and what we did, we had drills where you play two minutes as hard as you can, and then tell me how you feel. <laughs> and those two minutes that you have worked so hard, you would be glad for me to say you can go sit on the sideline because now <laughs> we're getting ready to play another two minutes. Now we're going to play three minutes. Let's see if you can play. And if you can play five minutes as hard as you can play for five minutes, there was no stopping of the ball. No foul. And that five minutes period, boy, can wear you out. And that's only five minutes of basketball. And I'm asking you to do it for two. So, therefore, I can play more guys, more people, and, and, and not suffer a big letdown when I, when I substitute it to, to, to keep the pressure up. And that, that's how, again, uh, you know, in junior college we did that. Uh, no one played like us. No one played as hard as we played. I, that 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 was that that's why I could play so many players. Nobody played as hard as we played. They could beat us probably in a lot of games, but they didn't play any harder. No one played harder than we did. Very good. And you, you know, Randy, I was going to say it's almost come full cycle before. Nolan was here, Eddie Sutton had the advantage of educating Arkansas fans. They didn't know anything about basketball. It was, it was a football state, didn't know anything about basketball, and so he's on TV telling them how to play the game. And he was a half-court coach. And so people might forget he only played six or seven guys. He, he didn't play that many guys in, in a game. Coach Richardson came, and it was an adjustment and because you played more of a full-court game, and the – Nolan, I'm guessing there was a first couple of years probably weren't easy for you because you had to re-educate Razorback fans to know there's more than one way to win because you did do it a very different way. Well, Rick, that's true. And Eddie Eddie was one of the greatest coaches of all time. There's no question about it. I've already had a tremendous respect for him. And and, and I got to know him. It's amazing how long it has been that I knew him even before he became the coach here at the University of Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But he played for Mr. Iber, which yep. is where mm-hmm. I, I played for the coach that played for Mr. Iber. And so all of those lessons of the defense is passed on. I enjoyed playing uh, five or six players when I first started. But, uh, you know, we were a small group. And in order for me to get some cheap baskets, I had to take chances, double up, triple up if I could, just to continue to uh, manufacture easy baskets instead of work so hard to shoot a a 25-foot jump shot. And so the the more I experimented with trying to play with more players, the more success I would have. You know, to me... The, the worst thing that can happen if you keep doing the same thing and getting the same results and you keep doing the same thing and keep getting the same results, 
then you could you could pronounce yourself as crazy because <laughs> you, you're not changing nothing. So I was getting the same results of losing ball games, even though we only played five or six guys. I can play ten guys and lose, <laughs> but ten guys would be a part of my team. So when we lost, it was we lost, as opposed to only five or six lost or only five or six won. Those are some of the games that we played in our heads and minds. I'd rather have us all losing, all winning, <laughs> than have half of us winning and half of us hope we could have played. Mm. And that's time for for uh, Biley, the, the senior year, to, to say farewell. Well, you get to start, my man. If I, there's no way I'm going to recruit you. Even though he played during the season, but there's no way I'm going to recruit you, and you can't play three or four minutes as hard as you can play. And and that that was so such an easy thing to do. So yeah, you can play with you know, name name your points five, six, seven, eight, whatever whatever you think you can do to to win the basketball game. That's what you do. Speaking of coach, do do you go back and look at like the '94 championship game? Do you go, do you go back and watch any of those old great moments? I I, I did a few times where you know I watched games probably that that happened when I first came to uh, the University of Arkansas and, and comparing the things that we were doing. And we did there. We did some of the same identical things. Just talent wasn't the same. Uh, the better players I got, the better coach I became. I, I see that with all coaches. The better the players, the better the coaching job you can do. Uh, uh, it, to me, the philosophy that I had tried to develop is that, again, nobody, number one, is It'll always be the number one key. There's nobody, no one outworks me. No one can outplay me. You can't, you can't do those things that I know that I can have control over. That's, that is the biggest, to me, one of the biggest keys for our team is to, to stand next beside another player and while he's breathing hard and you're barely breathing, you got, you got, you got to, you got him thinking, when are they going to stop running? When are they going to? You know, that's what the official, when they came in and said, like, you guys in shape? Because if you're not, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. Hmm. Bring your drag shoes, not your, not your refereeing shoes. Coach, as always, a pleasure. Stay dry, stay warm. We look forward to next week. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys. Have a good night.